Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Love As We Know It. I am, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I am L. And I'm Bay. And this is my segment. So I'm going to run this. Babe don't even know what's going on I right really now. Don't. She I'm just a- said start the recording. Right. That's it. That's all I need to do. I'm going to ask her a series <laughs> of questions about me. And I want you to keep <laughs> it 100 or like Adele said, I need you to keep it 75%. I can give you 75. You gonna give me I 75? might even do you one better and you give you 76, girl. 76? Girl? You know what I'm like saying? That? She's sick, so I'm going to take advantage of her. Literally. You ready? I am. <laughs> what is one thing you really enjoy about me? <sighs> one thing I really enjoy about you. She buying more time. When she I am gonna think about it. This <laughs> disrespectful. There's a lot. There's a lot to consider. Uh, one thing that I enjoy most about Elle is how selfless and caring she is when it comes to people that she cares about. Mm. She she puts herself last, which I don't think is necessarily a great quality. But she will do anything she can to help those that she cares for, even if it means that she doesn't come out on top as a result of it. And I love that part about her. Uh oh. But no, <laughs> there's a but. I wish y'all could have seen that face. What so, was that face? The, the but part of it is that I could see where. If she ended up with the wrong person, that someone could really take advantage of that because of the way she is and the way she's so giving and caring and nurturing. And she's very she's very in tune with people. And I'll give you guys an example. And she's very in tune with my needs, too. And that's one thing I love about her. Mm-hmm. It, Sometimes we, <laughs> sometimes we end juicy? up in uh, juicy food, and kind of disagreements as a result of it. But I love it, and I would not change it for anything in the world. So, for example, one night I'm laying in the bed, we're on Facetime. She hear me tossing and turning, and I'm all over the place in the bed. And she's like, "Bay, are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just I can't get comfortable." I think it might be my pillows because my pillows are old. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then next thing I know, I wake up and I got a screenshot. She done ordered me some pillows, <laughs> and I gotta go pick them up from Walmart. And it's just stuff like that. Like I can mention something, and not even thinking about it, she'll buy it and it'll be replaced or. Just like anything. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be things that are being bought. It's anything. Oh, your feet hurt? Well, I'm rub your feet today. And it's like, she could be dead tired. And it doesn't matter. If there's anything that I need or Bugs needs, it's, it's happening. And if it can't happen in that moment, she's going to figure out how to make it happen for us. Okay. Okay. Look at you. You're so cute. I've never in my life, and I'm going to say this one thing. I'm going to put this disclaimer on here because Elle is always on this podcast and she says amazing things about me. But I will tell you this. I have never in my entire life met anyone 
who takes care of me and Jay Sean the way that she does. I didn't even know that people like her existed. Where it's genuine love and care for another person, that is not conditional. The way she loves us both isn't because she wants us to love her that way in return. She just loves us that way that much. And I know the way we love her plays a factor in there, but it's not, I do these things for you because you have to do these things for me, or I treat you this way because you have to treat me this way. She treats us this way because this is just who she is. And I've never in my entire life met anyone who was like her. And even though when we met each other, I wasn't looking for no type of relationship. Right. I wanted no parts. Thanks. But even though I didn't want a relationship and I wanted to be single, I wasn't looking for anything. She was such an amazing person that I couldn't pass her up. There was no way I could pass her up. So whether I was ready or not, I was going to get myself ready. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't going to let uh, I wasn't going to let her go. Oh, very so cute. Give me sugar. Give me the boo doo boo boo doo boo. <laughs> that was sweet. Okay, we rolling. We rolling. How did you feel about our first date? Yeah, think about it. Melting pot. Melting pot. Like, how can did you, you feel? Me... Like, how did you feel? I know we had the jitters meeting at the airport and then getting yeah. dressed, but us physically being out. And getting to the melting pot and seeing the setup, how did you feel about that? That was our first, actual first date. I was afraid. Okay. And reason being that I was afraid was because I knew from the way that things were going that night and the way things had been already through messaging each other, and then we went out that night, and it just kind of solidified a lot of things. And I, I think for both of us, we, our interaction when we first met each other solidified a lot of things for both of us very quickly. And we went out and we had an amazing time. Connection was very genuine. Like it wasn't forced or anything like that. It just was amazing. And even then, at that point, like we, it's our first time out. It's our first date. My birthday is coming up. And just the preparation that she put into it. It's, again, it's L all over again doing what Elle does best. And anyway, everything was amazing that night. And it was perfect and I wouldn't change a thing about it. But it was very scary for me. Uh, reason being is I have always been a person who struggled with my sexuality and my relationship with God. And knowing that I was connecting to someone who was as amazing as they are but the only thing about them that didn't match up with what God supposedly would want for us was the fact that she was a woman mm -hmm. and I'm a woman too. And that made me very afraid because I, at that point in time, didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what decision I was going to make. I didn't know if I could handle being in love with a woman and being okay with knowing that God may or may not be disappointed with that decision. And I've been with women before. I mean, that was definitely not my first, you know, but I have had 
a relationship in the past with someone who we loved each other very much. And I walked away because of I thought my relationship with God wouldn't be in support of that. And, you know, I can't tell at that time, well, looking back, how much of that was my decision or the person who I was doing Bible study with because he had a lot of influence in trying to get me to see that this is the wrong choice and God wouldn't want that for you, but later on also tried to date me too. So now I look back and I kind of wonder, you know, how much of that was selfishly driven. Mm-hmm. But that was, and, and Elle knows from the very beginning, that's always been my concern oh, yeah. is oh, yeah. because I value my relationship with God so much right that it was very scary for me to opening myself up to connecting to someone that I wasn't sure was in line with what God would want for me. So it was scary. It was amazing and scary. Okay. Okay. So how did you feel about our New Year's? How we brought in the New Year's and me meeting Jay Sean for the first time? (laughs) So books actually was kind of confirmation for me. There are things that I I do with God and I will ask for very specific confirmations about things. You know, how do you let me know I'm on the right track? And Now, just to put it out there real quick, I am more spiritual than religious. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. And my relationship with God is my relationship with God. And so I had asked, you know, him about confirmation with things and one thing God had told me prior was that the person that I'm going to end up spending the rest of my life with and marrying is the person that I bring in New Year's with and that person happened to be hell and then also just the relationship with my son how they would get along so when he first met her he wasn't even supposed to meet her that weekend that we got together. Right. She kind of met him by default <laughs> because she came in she came in around New Year's. And so that's just kind of how it fell. It wasn't planned like, oh, here, just make sure you're here for New Year's. That's just how it fell with how school was for me and the family visiting. And that was the best time for her to come. But I spend every New Year's Eve in church. So she's here, and I'm like, well, I'm not missing church because you're here. So I took her to church with me, and my son also is also in church every New Year's, too. So he met her because of that, and he met her as a friend. And so we're sitting in church, and I look over, and I see books drawing a picture. <laughs> and I, I keep looking, and eventually, as the picture starts to make sense, he actually was drawing a picture of Elle, and he had just met her like just just met her like maybe 15 minutes prior Mm -hmm. and that spoke volumes in terms of how my son was seeing her because he's not the type that just like oh i meet you he meets a lot of people oh let me draw your picture no he wanted to draw a picture for her and give it to her right which meant a lot which is hanging up in my office yes (laughs) it is and I wish you could see the boobs he put on this thing and that's how I really knew he was getting older because he gave her boobs (laughs) me I just got hair like 
couple years ago. I didn't even have hair for the longest time. I ain't never had boobs in the pictures he drew of me. But he drew her some boobs. And it's so comical. But anyway, I said all that to say, the fact that he wanted to do something very nice for her, just having met her maybe 30 minutes prior to that, and had very minimal interaction with her, said a whole lot to me. It was a huge sign for me. And so that night in general kind of solidified things with me that it was something, even though I had my fears in terms of my relationship with God, that it was something that was still worth investing into, even though I was unsure about the future. But God was giving me little mini confirmations the whole time. How and when did you know that you loved me? Yeesh. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hard one, man. Yeesh. Uh, I started to say that one for last, but mm, I got a couple more tough ones. mm. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So she will tell you. So sometimes when you meet someone, it's hard to tell the difference between love and infatuation. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't always tell, you know, and sometimes they, they feel very much the same. But before we ever even met each other, <laughs> she would laugh because I would tell her, I'm very open with my feelings. I'm very transparent. And she'll tell you, she don't have to ask me much sometimes. I just be telling my little feelings. <laughs> and so I had told her, I think this is like, jeez maybe a month and a half in or something like that of us knowing each other where I tell her I was feeling like yeah Yeah. I would say like November-ish maybe and I told her I was feeling like I wanted to tell her I loved her but I didn't think it was appropriate appropriate. (laughs) and so but every time we would like end a conversation we'd be talking I would want to say I love you but I wouldn't say it because it just like I was like how how you don't love her so I would always tell her I like you right and so instead of saying we get off the phone I'd be like I love you it just I like you and that was that was it and I would text her that and stuff because I didn't want to say I love you so I would say probably about a month and a half in I started realizing that I, I probably did but I felt like, why would I be telling someone I love them? And I ain't even met this girl. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I met her in person. Mm. I was, and so I had all these thoughts in my head. I was like, yeah, her face is cute, but what if she walks funny? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not that that matters, but I'm just like, you know, you just don't know what you're gonna get in person. Right. What if she's really nasty and dirty? What if she don't wash herself for real? <laughs> you know, what if she's underarms stink all the time? It was like it was just little things like that, and I, not that that factors into love, but I was just like, if I tell someone that I love them, and then we meet each other, and nothing works out, like we're hitting it off like crazy at a distance, and then nothing works out in person, I've told this person that I love them, right. and I just I I felt like I needed to meet her in person just to be sure. So I would say about a month and a half or so in, I realized that I, I probably did and just wasn't sure. Hmm. How did you feel when I told you I love you? And do you remember when and where I told you? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking.
Taco Cabana. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Taco Cabana yeah. drive through. Yep. And we had just dropped, we had dropped books off. Yeah. And we were trying to get some tacos to go back <laughs> to the hotel so we could eat some tacos. And we were in Taco Cabana drive through. And she looked over at me. And you could tell, I, I guess, I don't know if she had already been thinking about it. And she probably was. Because when she looked over at me, she looked like she had all this fear in her face. <laughs> like, I mean, fear. When she turned and looked at me. <laughs> and I would say that was, let me see, was that day, was that day two, three? Cause I you got there on the 28th. Four. Okay, so then that would have been... Just after yeah. midnight. Yeah, just after midnight. Because we had just dropped books off. Right. And she looked at me, and she looked so fearful. Like, I'm going to say this to her, but I don't know what she's going to say. And I don't know how she feels. <laughs> I don't know if she's going to say it back. Should right. I really be saying it? Should I not say it? And she had, like, all of this was written on her face. And she said it. And when she said it, I felt like my heart stopped. <laughs> and then I was like... And all of this is playing in my head. It's slow motion in my head, but I, I don't think it was slow motion in real life. But the processing of it was slow motion. <laughs> so she so said it. And then I was like, dang, she just said that to me. And then I was like, do I say it back? What if I say it back and I think I mean it, but then tomorrow I wake up and I don't mean it. <laughs> right. And then if I tell her that I say it back, does this mean I'm going to be in a relationship? Am I really ready for a relationship? Do people have to get in a relationship just because they love each other? <laughs> what if I get in this relationship and then she leaves and I realize I don't really want this relationship? Like all these thoughts were going through my head <laughs> when she said it. And I literally felt like my heart stopped. And I was freaking out on the inside and then at first I was like, well, I just won't say it back because I don't know. <laughs> and But it, was, it wasn't that I didn't know. I knew, but I was afraid to admit it. Because you mm. know how sometimes when you admit to yourself that you love someone, it opens up this whole big like floodgates of feelings right, and right. vulnerability and all of these other things that come with it. And so I was afraid to say it back. Mm. But I said it. She did. And we kissed. We did. <laughs> okay. And then later on that night, she asked me to be her girlfriend. Mm, right behind <laughs> each other. In that order. In that. <laughs> and it was like, I'm surprised. It was so cute. It was like high school. She actually asked me to be her girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm surprised she didn't write me a note because that's, that's her personality type. Write yeah. me a note. Will you be my girlfriend? Yes, no, maybe. <laughs> right, check. <laughs> <laughs> check the box, please. Because that's how she is. And she asked me later on that night, and I had another mini heart attack. <laughs> I did. Had a mini heart attack. And then I said yes. She did say yes. I appreciate her for saying yes. I appreciate you for asking me to be your girlfriend. Uh -huh. Okay, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to shift gears. How did you feel meeting my family for the first time? <laughs> meeting your family for the first time. Right. I wasn't nervous. No, she's never nervous. I don't get nervous when it comes to meeting people because usually I rarely have had 
like people not like me when I was meeting families and stuff like that. People usually really like usually really like me a lot. So I wasn't nervous about that. And I'm really good at interacting with all types of people. So I knew I could interact with everyone else. Uh, meeting the family was kind of I'm trying to gauge them. And I'm just being myself, and I don't want them to think I'm trying to force them to be my friend or to take a liking to me. I'm just being me. But I would say the biggest, if I had a worry at all, the biggest worry would be her family not understanding how the dynamics between Elle and I work. And me saying something where my tone may sound a certain way to them because they don't know me. Yeah. And I say something to her and she gets it. But family looking at me sideways, like, why does her tone sound like that? Right. Or why is she rolling her eyes? Because I roll my eyes all the time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They do it on their own. I don't even know how to stop it because I'm so unaware of it. And then misunderstanding something with her. But I know they could tell that I loved her by my affection towards her and the way that I treated her and the way I took her into consideration when it came to a lot of things. But when Elle and I are having, like maybe she'll say she wants to do something and I don't agree with it. And so I'll express the fact that I don't agree. And sometimes my, my tone, it's not a bad tone or anything like that. But if you don't know me and understand me, then I, it probably can be perceived the wrong way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so that was my biggest thing, is that them not them seeing us interact or laugh, joke, and play, but not understanding how we are because they haven't been around us since the first time meeting them. But we didn't have... Did they say anything about having... My family said they liked you. Yeah. yeah. I know her mom definitely likes me oh, yeah. a lot. Tell my daughter-in-law I love her and give me a hug. (laughs) Her mom likes me a whole lot. But yeah, I got along really well with all of her family. Uh, Very well with all of them. I mean, we stayed with her aunt and I got along with her too. Um, We had like a little nice little session too. We was just talking. I forget what day that was. But that was like my biggest thing is that, you know, how family, especially when they're very protective, which they are extremely protective of Elle. <laughs> She's extremely spoiled by her family. Right, really? She is. <laughs> She's very spoiled by her family, and they are very protective of her. So I was nervous that they wouldn't understand our relationship right. and how we interact. Because I don't disrespect her, but because they're so protective of her, right. I was like, I could see where real quick they'd be like, yeah. And giving me the side <laughs> eye. And yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, nobody said anything out the way. And when nobody like, I don't know about Rashawn. It was nothing. Yeah. Especially, and it, with me uh, and my family, I just need confirmation really from like one or two folks. So once I got that confirmation, anything else outside of that didn't matter um, to me. And the key folks in my life was like, Rashana really likes you. I liked her. So. I think they hit it off well. Had baby down in the deep south with the gnats and the mosquitoes mm. and the heat. <laughs> so. Listen, I'm a northern black. <laughs> Did yeah. you say a northern black? Yeah. And L <laughs> is from Tifton, Georgia. Oh my god! Small man. country bumpkin town. Oh my goodness! And when I tell you, 
Those gnats are just straight disrespectful. You just mouth. you can't do nothing. When I say nothing between the gnats and the flies, oh, they they just they, no respect, no respect. I was like, how are you doing? And I'm sitting there. I'm trying to be cool, like you know. No. no. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. No. Lies. I was Lies. struggling. I was. I couldn't eat in peace. Oh, they told me, oh, you just gotta sit in front of the fan. And I'm looking at everybody else. I mean, everybody else. They eating. They having a good time. They doing just fine. And I'm struggling. I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna eat. I right. ended up going to in the, the car. Oh yeah, the car then the house. Yeah. And I was like, I can't enjoy nothing. <laughs> I can't live like this. Oh, man. It was rough, but... Yeah, it was cool, though. Okay. Okay. If you could change one thing about me... One. Yeah. What would it be? If I could change one thing about my wife... One thing. It would be... What do you think I'm going to say? I don't know. I just, I'm curious. I'm curious what do you think I'm going to say? I would think from all the discussions we have, you should know what I'm going to say. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not answering <laughs> this that. This is like know. a double-edged sword. It is. Because I love it and I hate it at okay, the same well, time. I would change her tunnel vision. Oh, no. oh my gosh. When I tell you, when she gets something in her mind that she wants done, remember I told y'all before, <laughs> if she wants to do something that's happening... Bottom line, no ways around it. But that can happen sometimes on things you don't want it to happen with. And when she is fixated on something and it's happening, it is happening. And sometimes it will drive me crazy because I will try to stop her. Be like, no, you know, we can wait and take our time with it. No, it like consumes her thoughts. She will not give up. Until she has accomplished her goal, which when it comes to things, because we're both very goal oriented and and driven and we both are the types that if something has to get done, like say right now we say, oh, we're going to do this. It's getting done very, very quickly. It's not going to be waited on. We're Mm -hmm. not going to push it to the side. And we're both like that. But for her, it will sometimes be things that I'm like, hey, let's just wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's think about it. And sometimes it leads to hasty decisions. Right. And then we have to figure out how to fix these hasty decisions <laughs> because she she just needed to get something accomplished and couldn't stop until she accomplished it and then accomplished it and realized, wait a minute, right. we probably should have done this a little differently. Yeah. And I would say that yeah. is the, if, if there was one thing, that would be it. It's both a blessing because a lot of times it, I would say 80% of the time, it's something very positive. It turns out to be something positive. Hmm. But then there's that other little bit of times oh, it's God. not. We won't talk about what happened yesterday. No, we definitely won't. <laughs> Smarty pants. Well, we will leave that out. Yes, we will. Uh, okay. How did you feel when I took you ring shopping? Just to see the type of ring and the type of things that you liked. <laughs> so that was actually another tunnel vision point. <laughs> we had talked about rings right before and she had kind of just mentioned something. And then I was like, well, I don't want to pick my own ring. I know for a lot of other women that's super important, but I am not that woman. 
I am the, I'm very sentimental. So whatever ring she chose for me, I told her that's the ring I would want. Now on the flip side, Elle knows who she's dating. So she knows even if she gets me the ring that she wants me to have, if it's like too gaudy or it's just eccentric, right? She knows that I'm not going to like it. So to cover herself, I got a message one day and she's like, are you okay meeting me at the jewelry shop to to look at rings. And I was like, I told you, I don't want to pick my own ring. And she's like, no, I just want you to come in so I can get an idea of what you like. And I said, okay, now I'm thinking we're going to do this a couple of days. I said, okay, we had an appointment later on that day. <laughs> and so, because that's how she is when she gets that tunnel vision. Oh, so I show up, we look at rings. She's actually got four rings already that she's picked out that are her favorites. Cause she's been there for a while, mm-hmm. well before I got there. Been so like 45 minutes before you. Yeah. So I go through and I try on a bunch and bunch of rings. And she takes pictures of every single ring on my finger. And I end up choosing the top two, which ended up actually being two of the ones that she had chosen. So she did an amazing job. Now, really, she didn't have to take me ring shopping because prior to that, she had sent me a bunch of pictures of rings. <laughs> And I picked it then, too. But then she had me try them on. She wanted to see them on my finger. And we went through and we looked at all the rings. And I had the top two that I really liked. And I already knew at this point that if she knew what my top one was, she's getting me exactly what my top one is. She's not (laughs) going to deviate from that because she doesn't want me to end up with a ring that I'm not proud to wear, which I would have been proud to wear either one because... They were going to come from her. Mm, But I thought it was very sweet that she cared that much about what I thought, that she took the time out to want to really find out what I loved and what I enjoyed. And that's how she is, too. She likes for everything to be as perfect as possible. And if she can create an atmosphere that allows things to be as perfect as possible, then that's what she's going to do. And that's what she's going to try to do. Hmm. Okay. I got two more for you. I got two more. So my second to the last question is, what is the most heartfelt thing that I've done for you that really tagged your emotions? I need some time to think, y'all, because she's done a (laughs) lot. She's done a lot. The most heartfelt thing that she has ever done is she knows the relationship with my family in Alaska. And she knows how strained that relationship is. And she is close to retiring. And this would be her last assignment. And she absolutely, absolutely, with every part of her, hates the cold. (laughs) Every part. Every part of her hates the cold, 100%. But because of the relationship with my family and her her drive or her concern of wanting to fix that and mend that 
which she knows is something that would never happen at a distance. She decided that she wanted her last assignment in the military to be in Alaska. So I can be home with my family and try to work on rebuilding those relationships. So she sacrificed where she wanted to go. So that way she could do something great for me and my family. And I would say that's probably the sweetest, most sincere thing, most selfless thing that she's done. She does a lot. And that one was pretty huge. Oh, baby cakes. Give me a kiss. Oh my gosh. Any reason to get... <laughs> I didn't know that. See? Like my podcast game? She like my podcast game. All right, last question. Yeah, make this good, babe. Last question. Where do you see us? When? Ten years. Can I finish? <laughs> oh, so you paused. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, wait, Dang. Where do you see us ten years from now? Ten years from now. Ten years. That's such a, a hard question to it answer. Is. Um, That's why it's last. I'll probably still be in school. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be retired. Oh, on my nerves, too. She gets mm-hmm. to be a dependent spouse. That's been mm-hmm. my dream. And she's about to live out my dream of being a military dependent spouse. Working military dependent spouse. Working. Emphasis on working. So when I... Well, when we are at our 10-year mark, where do I see us? Baby, you'll be... I see us very established. Yeah. I mean, forty nine. Yeah, is that right? Maybe. Okay. But I see us very established. Um, I can't like other than established. I really can't say. I I don't know. Two. So she knows one thing about me is that I plan for the future, but only in certain aspects of my life. I'm very spontaneous and I am very kind of as life comes, deal with it, flow with it and see what happens. So the only things I have planned out in the future is the fact that she's going to be retired. I'm still going to be in in 10 years. We plan to grow our family, and then Bugs will be in college if he decides to go, um, which right now he does plan on going. So, But beyond that, I don't have anything. I have nothing, (laughs) except to say that we're established. And so with other aspects of my life, I deal with it as it comes. So in 10 years, I see us better established than what we are now. I got a bonus question. I'm sorry. I just cannot. I cannot end this podcast without you answering this question. How did you feel the first time I made you come? Boom. Oh, I wish you could see her face. 
No, I'm trying to think about it. You're so loud in my ear right now. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think about it. The first time she ever made me come was very conflicting. Because, like I said, we've had little hiccups here and there, but we had never fully had sex before. And so, in this particular incident, it was one not full-on sex. She made me come. We got to touch and rub, and she made me come. And so, it was one of those things where I was abstinent until marriage. It didn't matter who it was. I was abstinent until marriage, point blank, period. So, it was one of those things where... Yeah, I came, but I couldn't really enjoy it because of the fact that I had made a commitment and promise to God, and now it was one of those situations where I felt that I was not adhering to my promise and commitment that I had made, not just for God, but even for myself. So the first time... I should have said that to me. If that was the answer that you wanted, but you got what you got now because you didn't specify. We're going to edit this. So, no, we're not editing anything. (laughs) This is a truthful conversation. And so, that was very conflicting for me. And it was one of those things where, okay, you've been abstinent for over a year without doing anything and you've had this happen and you I just kind of dusted myself off and started back on my abstinence but like I said that's why we hadn't fully had sex for real was because of the abstinence and yeah that's still sex I'm not saying we didn't do anything sexual but we hadn't had full out sexual experience with each other but it was very conflicting for me and it was hard. And so it was hard to enjoy it because my mind wasn't in the right state to be able to enjoy it the way I should have, which is the way that I enjoyed it when we finally got married because that mindset and that way of thinking had been lifted versus at that point in time. It it wasn't. I was still very conflicted during that time. What's your answer? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for what? This podcast was going so good. Until it's I still going well. I'm joking. Baby. So the problem is, as I tell her all the time, she has to choose her words very wisely. If she says, the first time you made me come, then I'm going to the first time you made me, not the first time we were able to finally have a sexual experience with each other, a full sexual experience with each other. That's something she asked me. And so I tell her all the time, for me, I take every word as it's said. And if you say it a very specific way, then I'm going to answer it a very specific way. And that's what you did. It's okay. Well, babe, thank you for participating in today's questions. You're welcome. I really appreciate your honesty and integrity within your answers. No problem. I'm going to let you end this podcast like you always do because I started it off. But it was fun, and I'm 
I appreciate all your answers. I'm glad I got to hear your answers. I learned some new things that I didn't know, um, how you felt about certain things. And I'm very appreciative to have you in my life. So with that being said, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please like, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends. Let me know how you like Elle opening up on the podcast. I, I enjoyed it very much because I always do it. So if you like it, let oh us know. God. We could have her open up more times. No, on the that would be the only time. Y'all have a great evening. Catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.